The concept of farm sustainability is far broader than planting cover crops and parking the plow. Welcome to Around Farm Progress, a podcast that looks at agriculture issues across the country. I'm Willie Vogt, your host and editorial director for Farm Progress. The role of agriculture in feeding the world can't be underestimated, but there's increasing attention to the ways that work is done. A key word that keeps coming up is sustainability. And frankly, I did use air quotes when I said it. This often overused word still has value, though defining what it means can be difficult. However, it's a topic gaining greater attention across the entire ag industry. Now, Liz Hunt has to talk about sustainability all the time. It's her job. She's the head of sustainable and responsible business for Syngenta, and she's working hard to get beyond the shorthand challenges of sustainability to get to the core of the matter for the company, its channel partners, and farmers. We connected with Hunt during the recent Syngenta Media Summit to discuss the issue. It's an interesting conversation that goes beyond cover crops and no-till, which still have value, but brings reality to the conversation, including the need for a sustainable farm operation to be profitable. Liz Hunt, welcome to Around Farm Progress. Thank you. <laughs> Good to have you here. You know, we am bringing you on here. Why don't you tell our listeners what your role is at Syngenta? Sure. So I head our sustainable and responsible business team for North America. So that really involves bringing um, our sustainability commitments to life, working with our commercial business and, you know, working with different opportunities in the field with kind of everybody along the value chain pursuing sustainability uh, commitments. So you use the magic word sustainability and you made a point when you were talking to us here at the media event. Um, that if you asked each of us in the room to define sustainability, you would get many different answers. But your role is sustainability. How do you corral the cats in that concept? Yeah, and it, it does have a lot of different meanings. So I always like to ground people in kind of the definition that Syngenta follows around sustainability. And that's really looking at, you know, how do we provide for the people we have now with the resources we have now and how do we provide uh, long into the future because people need to need to eat now people need to eat in the future so we need to make sure that we're using those resources appropriately that's a pretty big lift um, and Syngenta has a big role in that because of uh, the wide range of businesses that are involved in both in seed and crop protection so how do you bring that to the party you're working at a chemical company and you're a sustainability person sure so really and we've, we've touched on this quite a bit as well is it's really you know the productivity piece is so important as well and making sure that you know we're optimizing the yield potential of every acre where we are farming and we have to do that with the right seed technology and traits we have to do that with the right crop protection products used in the right way and we have to do that with our digital tools as well so we know where that productivity is in field and we know what's happening there so we have a huge opportunity to kind of deliver against that globally that's an interesting concept too and we talked about this with different speakers the concept of maximizing the crop yield properly would maximize the resources you're putting on that ground. In other words, no waste, no excess, no runoff, right? I mean, that's kind of how some of this works. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's optimizing the inputs to maximize your output. And, you know, you need to be able to measure and understand what you've got going on in the field and, you know, what were the conditions that year and what did you yield and your profitability and pull all that together and look at that. And that's just a big component of sustainability. 
some some farmers, and I think you you address this uh, talk about sustainability. I'm a fourth generation farmer. I'm a seventh generation farmer. That's a pretty sustainable phrase, right? And how do you deal with? I mean. How does that come into play in these conversations as we look to the future farms? Yeah, for certain, you know, farmer succession planning and, you know, multi-generation farms, that is a huge component of sustainability. Um, And sustainability is fairly broad, but it still boils down to three fundamental principles that have to be in balance, right? So you need to have that profitability or the economic component of it, which, you know, that generational farming, you know, they have worked hard to um, have that long-term farming family, um, but also looking at the environmental component of it and, you know, how has that land um, been managed, what resources still exist on that land, how can it continue to provide in a productive way long term, and then the, the social component of it as well. And certainly those farmer communities, you know, that is a big component of that as well. So it, it's a balance of the three, um, and if you take one out or you make one less prominent, then you're going to tip over. So it's sort of the old three-legged stool of agriculture, exactly. which we've used, uh, talk about belaboring a concept, but anyway, yeah. but in this case, it makes sense. I mean, when you look at, when I talk to farmers and you hear the, some farmers and they hear the word sustainability, once you get past the eye roll, they want to define that and you just define the things they think matter. Because a lot of times when certain groups approach sustainability for agriculture, profit never seems to come into the conversation. There are other, the focus on the environment is so strong and we can focus on the environment and still be profitable, at least in your experience, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It has to be all of them. And you're right. Many people hear the word sustainability or they, they, they hear me coming and they're like, oh my goodness, she's going to be here in her you know, tie-dye shirt and Birkenstocks and that's what she wants to talk about. And the reality is it is really you know, grounded in the productivity, the profitability, you know, caring for the land, making sure that that um, system is functioning well. Recently, Syngenta put out a release about regenerative agriculture and a commitment to that. That's a term that has had some baggage in the past, but I think we're finally getting past that. We're starting to see that some of the practices that we could bring in can build organic matter. How do you look at, how does Syngenta look at regenerative ag from that standpoint? Yeah, certainly. And I think now is the, the, the opportune time to really, you know, how are we going to define this across the value chain and as an industry? Um, and how can we do that in a way um, that promotes modern agriculture, which I think is is key component to it. Um, so <laughs> the way that Syngenta is looking at uh, regenerative agriculture is really looking at the outcomes from the practices or the principles behind it. So you know, focusing on an outcome-based food production system that nurtures and restores soil health, biodiversity, climate, and water while enhancing productivity and profitability of farmers. So looking to regenerate, right? You know, how can we improve what we have? Um, And then looking at, you know, some of the the practices or the principles behind regenerative agriculture. And some of them are the regular cast of characters, like minimizing soil disturbance or keeping a living root or plants in the ground year round or as much as possible. A diversity in crops and crop rotation. So that is key and we've seen more of that happening. Um, Optimizing the application of 
crop protection inputs, whether that's you know chemical inputs or biological inputs, mm-hmm. um, but those are part of the system. And where livestock is applicable, yeah. incorporating that and the benefits that come from that. But really looking at you know a holistic approach that helps to deliver the outcomes that we all want. So we talk about farmers and sustainability, but in Syngenta's role, the channel, the retailer channel, they have a role in this too, right? How do they play into working with the farmer customer to help move forward the sustainability message and the sustainability practices? Yeah, well, um, I think you can probably do a survey and scan the um, entire uh, channel, but you'll see that there there's commitments around sustainable agriculture as well and trying to um, work with farmers to help advance all of these causes together and we're certainly a partner with those channel partners um, as they work in that direction. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting area. One of the things that's been tied up in this partly because of uh, the roots in the ground and crop all year keeping something green or plant growing all year is of course carbon sequestration or mm-hmm. carbon sink or whatever you want to call it. But sustainability is a lot more than that, but it's becoming part of that, isn't it? Yeah, and certainly um, that that's the exciting thing in the room right now right. is is carbon and certainly a lot of discussion. But I would argue that's just one piece of it. Sustainability, regenerative agriculture, all of that is much bigger. And the carbon sequestration is an outcome from these practices, right? But we're going to get other outcomes that are really beneficially beneficial to the whole ecosystem and that's where you know, the, the soil health piece um, which carbon is certainly a component mm-hmm. of that the biodiversity you know the water use efficiency water quality those types of things those are the outcomes from the practices so we can't forget all of the bigger <laughs> benefits that are delivered in pursuit of you know one piece of the puzzle well I think that's interesting because we obviously carbon, whether it's cover crops or no-till, suddenly is a shiny thing hanging in the room because it might pay me something. Although many farmers will tell you it doesn't pay me enough, so I'm going to do. So I need to look at the bigger picture. And if I, oh by the way, I can get an extra X amount per acre, but I've done all these other things and I'm more sustainable. That's a, a win-win. Right, and looking at your whole operation and all the benefits. Right, if you're yeah. improving that soil health. Right? What is that doing to improve your crop, your yield potential, your productivity of the acre? And oh yeah, you've got the cherry on top of the potential carbon payment um, where those um, are available. But focusing on those agronomics first and the practices that support it, that deliver all of these ecosystem benefits, um, I think is a win for everybody. One area that doesn't get talked about a lot, and it's been around for quite a while at Syngenta, is something called the Good Growth Plan. And that kind of plays as to, sustainability is part of the Good Growth Plan, but it's a little bigger than that, isn't it? Tell me about that. So the Syngenta Good Growth Plan is our commitments to sustainable agriculture globally. Um, We did kick that off in 2013, and you probably remember then a lot of companies were really starting their journey down sustainability and sustainable commitments, and those were going through, you know, 20, let's say 2020 um, Mm -hmm. was a good target, and that was ours as well. Um, So we did meet those sustainability commitments. Um, for that, but we also have to look and see what is next. So we launched our second iteration of Good Growth Plan um, running through 2025, 
And, and that did have some shifts that are similar to um, kind of what you see across the, the industry. Um, let's pause that for a second. Cool. Sorry about that. I'll even ask the question. So for, for a long time, I think longer, I think some people think that there was a, a program called the, the Good Growth Plan, the Syngenta Good Growth Plan. Tell me about that and maybe where it is today. Sure. So the Good Growth Plan was launched by Syngenta in 2013-ish, and I think you probably recall that's where we started seeing a lot of these commitments being made you know, by food companies and other um, folks within the industry. Um, and you know, our, our commitments um, there were around you know, soil health and you know, the, the regular cast of characters for um, sustainability commitments. And we did achieve all of our uh, goals with the Good Growth Plan. And then in 2019, we relaunched Good Growth Plan with our second iteration okay. of commitments running through 2025. And I think a lot of those have a lot more external benefits and focusing um, more so in that regard, in that we've made a real commitment around innovation for farmers and nature. Okay. So looking at, you know, what type of breakthroughs can we have from an R&D perspective or a development perspective um, that will result in, you know, sustainable benefits for farmers. And that can come in different flavors, right? It could come in seed technology or crop protection or digital. Um, so, you know, for example, our Enogen for yes. feed product, that's a breakthrough, right? Um, looking at enhancing um, biodiversity and soil health, so helping farmers, you know, in pursuit of the carbon sequestration and improving their soil health benefits. Um, of course, keeping workers safe, um, and that's applicable both to our operations, but also for farmers who are using our products and making sure that they're stewarded and they're used safely and farmers understand how to use um, personal protective equipment um, globally. We're servicing farmers everywhere in right. the world and some don't have the same um, experience and you know um, knowledge that many of our farmers here in the U.S. have. Um, and then probably the one that has excited me the most mm -hmm. is um, partnering for impact. Um, I think the one thing that's impossible in sustainability is achieving anything by yourself. You have to work with partners um, across the value chain, whether that's NGOs or you know universities or value chain partners. There's so much opportunity, and we can't do this alone. So that one has probably been the most fun. And that's been a, uh, an interesting trend in the industry is partnering outside the industry. Um, and there are some really, I think farmers might be surprised. Well, not the more advanced farmers who are on a lot of commodity groups know this. There are some good outside of agriculture partners for agriculture. I know obviously the one that always pops to mind first is one that I've had experience with that's field to market and they're mm -hmm. a great partner for agriculture. But who are some of the other ones that Syngenta is working with in this area? Sure, so field to market, you know, you mentioned and they have a great set of metrics for measuring on farm sustainability and we've been a long time um, connected partner to them. Um, but even folks like the Nature Conservancy, for example, mm -hmm. um, we are a global partner with them on working on the ground and you know working with them to help us improve in sustainability as well. Um, so that might be one where people that that's probably not the normal partnership you would expect, but it's one that works really well and they're really 
good organization that is in pursuit of the same objectives that all of us are in as well. And then, of course, working with other organizations on metrics and standards. So, you know, folks like the, the Cool Farm Alliance is a good example um, of that. Um, and you know, there's a whole, whole. I think I called it the alphabet soup of organizations right. that uh, we, we work with. Um, but I think those are some really good examples. That's a good point, though, too. They want to achieve certain goals, and farmers want to achieve almost similar goals, which I think sometimes in agriculture you might not think they're the same. But this data analysis, providing information to these groups and then information from those groups helps refine the conversation. I think it's not an adversarial situation, right? No, absolutely not. I mean, it, it, there's there's no pursuit of any gotcha moments or anything <laughs> like that. It's, you know, how can we understand where are we and what are the opportunities to move forward? Um, and I think that is the ultimate goal, is what, what can we all do collectively to improve? And I don't think anybody can argue with that. We're all right. in pursuit of whether it's personal improvement or, you know, business improvement. The next opportunity is to tell that story where those wins are, the win-wins on both sides of the conversation. And there have been some great ones. You mentioned Enogen, which is interesting development because there was an analysis done, and we talk about this in the past, but what was that analysis with regard to its actual impact on the market and feed efficiency, and what does that really mean? Sure. So um, Enogen for feed is um, a corn uh, hybrid with mm-hmm. an uh, Enogen trait in it, and that trait is uh, alpha amylase, mm-hmm. um, which is it's a super effective alpha amylase, and that enzyme is there to convert starch to sugar, right. and it's really good at that. Um, so when it is fed to uh, ruminants, particularly beef and dairy cattle, mm-hmm. it results in a 5% feed efficiency. Um, so we took the university studies that were done and those we did an LCA for both beef and dairy and the purpose of that is to then identify what are those you know environmental outcome benefits that come from that 5% feed efficiency right. across that that life cycle and um, so that one's it's i absolutely love that product as a sustainability solution because it's just one thing cows have to eat Farmers need to grow corn to feed those cows, right. whether it's for silage or grain. Right. And it's a relatively easy, yeah. you know, if they can't see me using quote, right. easy switch, right? right. Um, you're not putting in new equipment, you're not changing a major practice, you're, you're changing over the corn. Mm-hmm. So um, I always have this theory, you, you have to start with just something. So if right. you just have to pick just one thing to start with, that's a great just one thing to start with. And I think it, it's a great, that's its greatest purpose. Well, that's cool. And I don't know what the life cycle analysis LCA is on the ethanol plants that use antigen, but they're incredibly more efficient. So they're producing more ethanol, maybe with a little less energy. I mean, there's some life cycle analysis even going on in that area. As So on both sides of this, the antigen product is quite a sustainability product. It, it absolutely is. And it's, again, from a ease of use perspective, it's it's pretty low-hanging fruit to start to adopt. It's interesting having followed it from the beginning. I don't think there was one goal with that product, and I think when they got into it, they're like, oh, wait, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on here. Yeah, yeah, the the benefits, you know, continue to be uh, discovered and realized. You mentioned the digital side side of this uh, a little bit. Let's uh, let's talk about that a minute. What what does digital farming mean to sustainability? 
why should a farmer care? Sure. Um, it's somewhat cliche, but people say, you know, you can't manage what you don't measure, right? right? And that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. You need to know, you know, where you are, a baseline and things like that. Um, so they, they kind of go hand in hand for that purpose. Um, what we have found, though, working in this space for quite a number of years um, is people have to start somewhere, kind of like I was saying with Enogen. Right. It's that first step, that low-hanging fruit. And I kind of describe sustainability as a giant swimming pool where you've got the zero entry end and you've got the deep end of the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. We need more folks just walking into the shallow end of the swimming pool. Just start to get your feet wet and start mm-hmm. to understand, you know, what does sustainability mean in my operation? And then you can go to those deeper data analytics over time, mm-hmm. but you, you got to step into the water. Right. Um, so from our experience and from farmer feedback, that's how we developed our CropWise sustainability tool, okay. which is that, let's say, the, the zero entry end of the swimming pool for sustainability. So it's an app farmers can use, answer a series of yes, no, check all that apply questions. Um, you can get a leadership score against six sustainable outcomes and you can identify opportunities for improvement and again opportunities for improvement don't have to all be cover crops and no-till those opportunities may be around farm record keeping Mm -hmm. right they may be around resource planning Uh, they may be around consulting you know with an agronomist there there's a whole spectrum of things that you can do to start to improve across those sustainable outcomes and you did bring that up. The CropWise sustainability uh, tool, CropWise, is a uh, free tool you can get on Amazon, on Apple or, or Android, right, on my smartphone, and just check the boxes and get a score, which is a good starting point, like you said. And that's new, relatively new. When did that come out? Yeah, we just launched that this year. And yeah, any farmer can download it. It it's, works at a farm level primarily. You okay. can look at some kind of light analytics around a crop level, but it's really looking at that whole farm sustainability mm-hmm. um, start to look at you know the the decisions that you're making and the practices that you're adopting and start to put those together in a context of what does that mean for sustainability well you made a comment about um, resource use efficiency and I, I think back to uh, auto guidance alone and as that's gotten more um, precise I mean, the old days, the guy, well, I till good. I, I run when I run a cultivator and I keep my residue up, but I'm, you know, there's not a lot of overlap. And it turned out there was between eight and 15 feet of overlap, depending on the field. <laughs> and when you went to auto steering of some sort and you drop that to less than a foot, um, you cut down fuel, you cut down time in the field. And those are all good resource tools. But when you're using less fuel, that improves your sustainability score. It's like, yeah. when you think about that. Yep. It, it's. <laughs> So many of the things that, that folks are currently doing, doing great sustainability practices. We just need a common language right. to talk about them. And that's what we've tried to do with CropWise Sustainability. We have, uh, there's a sustainability standard built into it to give mm-hmm. it credibility and to give it that kind of structure and framework. Um, so you can just start to speak that language. Well, that's great, but common language is how we're gonna get, move this, move the ball down the court. Pick your analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not a sports one with First, me, okay, that's well, okay. well, you started in the pool. I'm I just did, gonna I go did. There. I guess that is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't do those either. But but I, but I understand. But I, There was always this feeling that sustainability is such a big lift. Um, 
an, a big investment in waterways, a big investment in tiling, a big investment. I use big investment three times. Um, it's not that it, initially. No, it, it doesn't have to be. Right. It, it can be, like I said, you know, how are you farm planning, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how are you planning your resources? How are you, you know, managing biodiversity on right. farm? You know, some of those types of things. And um, it doesn't have to be hard. And that's yeah. our intention is to put sustainability in the farms of, in the hands yep. of any farmer who is interested. You know, I was like, I like to make the joke, the conservation curious farmer, this is for you. <laughs> well, I have one question about biodiversity. If I'm in a corn and soybean rotation in central Iowa, how do I, how do you look at biodiversity? I mean, obviously cover crops could come into play, but that's a word that's hard to bring into that comp, that corn, the common corn soybean rotation. So how does Syngenta look at that? Yeah, so biodiversity, you know, there's below ground biodiversity, there's okay. above ground biodiversity. Um, and, you know, we, we put a lot of emphasis and focus um, most recently on that above ground biodiversity with things like Operation Pollinator, okay. which Operation Pollinator is our, you know, how, pollinator habitats mm-hmm. uh, that can be planted, you know, alongside your fields, right? So um, there's a number of farmers, you know, they'll plant them in the, the, the kind of field border mm-hmm. ditch sort of areas right. and, you know, they they do brighten up the, a cornfield and soybean they field, do. They do. but they also do bring that biodiversity and that native biodiversity um, to those areas and, you know, the mixed recommendations um, and the, the cultural recommendations that accompany it, you know, those are for those specific areas. Um, so I think that that's a, a good opportunity and, you know, it's something too you can point to pretty easily in your community. Um, my background's in flowers and flower mm-hmm. breeding and I don't know anyone who, you know, flowers don't bring a smile to their face or, you know, kind of improve that, that message or that image. Well, and we have a stated challenge. We need more pollinator area because of some other challenges with potential endangered species listings and things like that, which I won't get into here. But the other side of it is improving your biodiversity story doesn't mean changing your crop mix. It means what what's all that grass at the edge of the field? Why couldn't it be wildflowers? Or, I mean, mm-hmm. You can try and cultivate milkweed, try that, go ahead, and it might work. But just start with the flowers, feed the book, feed the bees, feed the butterflies and everything else will sort itself out. Yep, yep, the, the whole whole pollinator uh, scene there. Um, lots of opportunity for that. That's and again, cool. great for the community too, to see you know, what's going on and express some interest in agriculture. Great, and I would put a sign on it. I'm sorry, I'm a farmer, tell my story. This is my pollinator field. We have Operation Pollinator sign yes. from Syngenta. Should you need one for your Operation Pollinator Flat. Yes, I think my good friend Katie Savinelli would give you that sign. <laughs> I, I, I know a person. <laughs> yeah, I know a person. That's right. It's all good. And Katie works with uh, entomology at Syngenta. She's a great. Yes. She's a great champion for pollinators. Oh, absolutely! So great resource. Yeah, I'm she so is. grateful for Katie. Yes, absolutely. Well, Liz, I thank you for your time and thanks for joining me at Around Farm Progress. Yep, sounds good. Take care. It was great to talk with Liz Hunt and get the perspective she brings to the conversations surrounding sustainability, which as you heard, is far more intricate than many believe. Farmers are using a wide range of sustainable practices today, and part of that work is to record those actions to demonstrate the benefits, then look at other tactics that might make sense for the farm. 
That new CropWise sustainability app from Syngenta, which you can download for free from your favorite app store, might be a start. And note, no two farms will engage sustainable approaches the same way. It's an interesting issue that we'll be looking at more in the coming months. And you can make sure you don't miss those conversations with industry leaders and our editorial team working to share the stories of agriculture. Simply subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and more. And if you have a smart speaker, all you have to do is tell it to listen to Around Farm Progress and you'll hear the latest episode. Farm Progress is the nation's leading agriculture information source with 17 state and regional brands as well as Farm Futures, Beef, National Hog Farmer and Feedstuffs and our events including the Farm Progress Show, Husker Harvest Days, the Farm Futures Summit and the New York Farm Show. Join us next week as we continue our agriculture journey around the country. I'm Willie Vogt, Editorial Director at Farm Progress. Thanks for listening.